Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. It is an honor to welcome Rabbi Dr. Tzvi Hirsch Weinrib back to these airwaves. The uh, OU Press has announced the release of The Person in the Parsha, Discovering the Human Element in the Weekly Torah Portion, by Dr. Tzvi Hirsch Weinrib's compilation of essays based on his highly popular Person in the Parsha column published in conjunction with Magid Books. OU Press, the publishing division of the Orthodox Union, publishes high-quality works by today's leading Jewish thinkers. In addition to the person in the Parsha, OU Press publications on the weekly Torah portion include items from Rabbi Norman Lamb, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, and uh, this one is called The Person in the Parsha, Rabbi Dr. Svi Hirsch Weinrib. Rabbi Weinrib, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. It's a pleasure to be here, and uh, good morning. Good morning, and uh, in addition, I should mention, we will get to it later, I want to speak about the book first. In addition, I should mention that Torah in the City is taking place this weekend. The big event is happening on Sunday, starting at 8.45 in the morning, all day long, indoors at City Field. And Rabbi Weinrub, I will get your comments about that coming up later on. The person in the Parsha, so I guess, <laughs> I guess it's exactly as it says it is, right? Analyzing the different personalities in our Torah. And boy, oh boy, we are in a period of time right now in terms of reading the weekly Torah portion where we are being introduced to some very interesting personalities, wouldn't you say? Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, of course, uh, writing on the parshios that we have for this time of year in Bereshis is relatively easy because every parsha just glitters with uh, different personalities, heroes and uh, anti-heroes. Uh, once we get into the thick of, uh, let's say, Chumash Vayikra, Parshas Tazriya, Mitzora, it gets a little more challenging. Right, that I understand. Uh, I sort of give up at some point on trying to figure out certain personalities because they seem so complicated. Like, I have a much easier time, I think, with our father Yitzchak than our father Yaakov when trying to figure them out. I don't know if that's a fair evaluation or not. But you do have to admit that some of the people we're meeting in these Parshas are quite complicated. Yeah, they're quite complicated, but my take on it uh, is that all human beings are complicated. Uh, none of us are simple, none of us are unidimensional, and none of us are without our own internal contradictions, self-contradictions. So uh, connecting the, um, the people in the Parsha to the people that we know, the people whom we are, uh, is not always so difficult to do. It's, uh, we, we ourselves find aspects of the Avos that we can relate to, aspects that uh, sound just like us at times. Right, but, but I, I ask this in the most respectful of manners, of course. Isn't the Torah sometimes to blame for that? It, it seems that the circumstances that the Torah tells us about when it comes to certain people— I don't know, it, it, it seems like we're told how well they handled the situation. And with others, and specifically speaking of Yaakov, it sometimes seems like the Torah is describing to us how, how not well they handled the situation. Well, you know, we're supposed to learn from the Avos uh, in terms of how they struggled. Uh, each of them had their struggles. Yitzchak did as well as Yaakov, although we know much less about Yitzchak than about Yaakov. Uh, and there's something to learn from the way they struggled with their difficulties. Um, and the way, not only the Torah itself, but the way Chazal often will uh, criticize uh, the Avos. B.K. Yaakov, Leishe, Bashalva. 
uh, etc. Uh, that's uh, Chazal. That's not even uh, intrinsic in the pasuk itself. Right. Uh, so Chazal uh, feel that uh, you know people have faults and failings. Obviously, we can't compare ourselves to the Ovos, but there's uh, something very, very important for each of us to learn from the the person and the parsha. Rabbi Doctor Tzvi Hirsch Weiner with us on that same theme of you know we know a lot more about certain uh, people than others. I mean, this is the perfect week to discuss it. Parshas Vayechi really highlights. Everybody that we've been discussing over the last few weeks, including all the shift day ka, and it's it's fascinating how we do know a lot or ha- or are taught many details about certain of the sons of Yaakov, while others we know very little about. Yeah, well, but one of the things I try to do um, throughout the book and throughout all the weekly parshios, I, I continue to write new parshios uh, columns uh, every week now. Um, but the, the ones in the book, especially, I try to focus on lesser-known, almost anonymous persons in the parsha. Uh, so, of course, Avram, Sarah, Yitzchak, Rivka, of course, uh, I deal with them. But I also deal, for example, one of my favorites is Devorah. Not the Devorah, the prophet, but Devorah, the nursemaid of Rivka. Right. She just appears once in the Torah, really twice. Once when she kind of comes along with Rivka to, to Yitzchak, with Eliezer to Yitzchak, but then she's not even mentioned by name. And then a few parashios later, she dies and she's buried and the, 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 the Shifteka mourn her. Who was she? What was she all about? Uh, what about the forgotten personalities in the Parsha? Uh, so obviously in Chazal there are numerous uh, numerous hints about her, there's a lot of material about her, and she in her own, route, uh, own way is a heroine. Uh, so I try to, to deal with her. Eliezer Ebed Avraham is another relatively minor figure who plays a very, very important role in the history of our nation. Right. Uh, and we look at this coming week's Parsha in Vayechi, so obviously, you know, we know a lot about Yosef and Yehuda, but we know very little about Don and God. Right. Um, and uh, in one of the columns uh, in the book, I, I try to delve a little bit into the, these figures, what did they symbolize, what role did they play. Well, often you have to kind of scour not just the Chumash, but all of Tanakh to find out more about their descendants and what role they played. And, of course, uh, the Midrashim are always full of fascinating material. Some of it's uh, relatively unknown uh, to the average uh, student of the Parsha. So uh, I try to focus a lot on the so-called minor figures or, or less frequently mentioned figures in, in, in it's a Magid Books OU press release. The person in the parsha by Dr. Tzvi Hirsch Weinrib is with us, subtitled Discovering the Human Element in the Weekly Torah Portion. Let's go to one of my favorite parshios uh, for a moment because it deals with uh, the Holy Land of Israel. So we do know somewhat about Yoshua and Kalev. Do you, uh, it, when it comes to Parsha Shlach, go into some of the personalities of the other 10 leaders, those who are not on the, the good side of the report, because th- those would be you know relatively anonymous in terms of the way we study our Torah. Yeah, those, those are perfect examples of, of the people who I think are relatively anonymous. Obviously, they're mentioned. Uh, they're mentioned by name. They're described as being very great people. Um, and uh, I, I do... Um, uh, in the book and in uh, the other other columns I've written on Parsha Shalach, look at um, at the other at the Maraglim at that besides Kalev and Yehoshua. I look at Kalev in great detail because Kalev is a fascinating period. 
person and plays a major role, but in the Chumash, at least, compared to Yehoshua, he plays a lesser role. But he's an extremely important person. I have one essay in the book called Kolev at the Crossroads, uh, because he was a person who was at the crossroads of life. He had choices to make, uh, and he made the right choices. But I do look at the Miraglim in terms of a very important concept, which I speak about a lot in various contexts, and that is a failed leader, a person who had great potential, could have been a superstar in Jewish history, and blew it, so to speak, failed. Uh, we have lots of such people in our history, including many of the kings of Yehuda and Yisrael, uh, but the Miraglim are almost um, archetypes of people who are described as Nesiei Ho'edo, as potentially princes and leaders, etc., and they made the wrong choices. And, and that's something we all have to learn about. We all have great potential, and sometimes the choices that we make um, take us on a, on a very di- different direction in life than we could have had we followed our, our authentic calling. All right, Rabbi Weinrub, we stand between Vayigash and Vayichi. When someone asks you if you understand how incredible the level of forgiveness Yosef HaTzadik had to his brothers... Is it explicable? <laughs> well, forgiveness is, a, is a, another favorite topic of mine, um, which I deal with in, in Parshas Vayigash. I have an essay entitled Forgiveness, a Jewish Value. When, when you speak of forgiveness, I, I remember once I gave a, a sermon uh, back in Baltimore and Shomri Amunah uh, on forgiveness. And someone came over to me later and said, Rabbi, what are you speaking about forgiveness for? Forgiveness is a Christian value. It's the Christians who teach to turn the other cheek and to forgive. It's not a Jewish value. And I almost lost it because, I mean, every, every in my opinion, every important Christian value that, that, the, view, that the world reveres has its roots in Judaism. Right. And forgiveness is certainly one of them. And Yosef is a prototype of someone who is capable of great forgiveness but he didn't just get up one morning and say, okay, I forgive them, let's go further. You know, he, he put them through a series of trials which really have to be understood and studied uh, before he was ready to completely forgive them. He, he had to be sure that they were forgivable because one of the things that our notion, Jewish notion of forgiveness um, uh, demands that the person who was the offender, the perpetrator, has to deserve the forgiveness, has to ask for it. Um, you don't just forgive someone who's guilty of a crime because uh, you decide out of the charity of your heart you want to forgive him. That could be a, a type of rachmanus that leads to achzorius, a type of compassion that leads to cruelty. Uh, you don't just uh, do it out of uh, ground zero. You do it because the person deserves to be forgiven, the person is repentant, the person asks for forgiveness, uh, etc. But Yosef is certainly uh, the model of the person who who is uh, is forgiving, but you know Yosef's greatness is um, an, another favorite topic of mine because his greatness transcends um, uh, even what the text shows. Uh, one of the areas of his greatness, which is extremely important, is how loyal he was to the government he worked for. Right. You know, it's, it's an extremely important lesson nowadays. We have examples of 
some of our fellow Jews who are not loyal uh, to the country that they serve in various ways. And that's a tragedy and a shame. But Yosef is a model of someone who was accountable to Paro, who gave every penny to Paro, who wouldn't take anything for himself, who wouldn't send. He could have sent treasures back back to Canaan and left Yaakov and the Shvatim there. But no, he didn't want to send money out of the country so that he shouldn't be chashud, he shouldn't be suspect of, uh, of any type of dishonesty or unethical behavior. So Yosef is a model of, of so many important values, and forgiveness and high ethical standards are among them. Phenomenal, phenomenal. The book is called The Person in the Parsha by Dr. Tzvi Hirsch Weinrib Magid Books. OU Press is coming Sunday. Over 1,000 Jews from over 70 communities will gather to hear more than 30 Torah scholars at one major event. It's called Torah in the City, sessions on Torah, Halacha, Hashkafa, and Israel throughout the entire day. It happens indoors at City Field, courtesy of the Orthodox Union, this Sunday starting at 8.45 in the morning until 6.15. Again, it's indoors at City Field. It's free parking there in Queens. There's children's programming available. All the details, if you go to OU.org, all the details, if you go to OU.org. Rabbi Weinrib, even you have to be surprised that there is such an incredible reaction to this event. Why are so many people anxious to gather at City Field this coming Sunday? (laughs) Actually, I'm not not surprised. Uh, I think some people were when the the concept was first introduced. I said, no, no one's going to come. Uh, but I felt that there's, look, there's always a thirst for Torah out there. That we're told that, you know, I called some Lechula Mayim, Ve'en Mayim El Torah. So the Nevi'im already knew that there's a thirst for Torah out there. But that's certainly true in our time. I think what this particular program does is that it tries to reach to a very broad audience. You're not just looking at, um, at students of Dafyomi who are studying Torah for an hour a day minimum every single day, although there are outstanding programs in on Sunday's coming Sunday about Dafyomi by two master teachers of Dafyomi, Rabbi Elephant and Rabbi Rosner. Um, uh, but uh, there's there's something there for everyone. There's something there on on family um, uh, families, on love stories in Tanakh, on um, on, on uh, healthcare issues on birth control issues, uh, as well as my own talk. I'm giving it, I'm one of the 30-plus uh, uh, speakers. Uh, I'm one of the first speakers. I'm speaking on the topic of Ruff Cook's philosophy. Wow. Ruff Cook has, yeah, I feel very strongly that Ruff Cook has a lot to teach us nowadays, especially uh, for people living here in the United States who, by and large, are unfamiliar with Rav Cook's teachings. And I'm going to try to introduce people to Rav Cook's thinking about Zion and Geula, about Zion and redemption, um, things which are very, very topical nowadays. Extreme, always are, always were, always will be. Um, so I think that this reaches a much broader audience, or is trying to reach, and it looks like it is reaching as from 70 different communities. As we see the diversity in the audience already just on the basis of the pre-registration. Yeah. It's going to be something for everybody there, and as you mentioned, there's a program there for children, there's a program there for NCSY alumni, where Rabbi Zevlev will be, who himself is an NCSY alumnus, uh, who will be speaking to the NCSYers, uh, NCSY 
by alumni. Uh, this is a really diverse, um, heterogeneous program with something for everybody. It's a dazzling, dazzling program. There are a number of very prominent, excellent, outstanding women speakers who will be speaking. It's really an opportunity not to be missed. It's this Sunday. It's the event that everyone's talking about for this weekend. Sunday, starting at 8.45 in the morning, all the way until 6.15. Torah in the City takes place at City Field in Queens, and it's indoors at City Field in Queens. There's children's programming sponsored by the Crayola Experience. There's lunch available for purchase. There's ASL interpreters provided. The event, again, is indoors. Information, go to ou.org. And uh, Yashikach to Steve Savitsky and Dr. Shimi Tenenbaum for co-chairing the event. It has turned out already to be a great success. And if you want to join in, you are welcome. Go to ou.org for all the information. Rabbi Weinrib, I wish you great luck with the book. It's amazing. And uh, everyone hopes to see you on Sunday, Bezrat Hashem. And uh, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thank you very much. Nachum, be well. Rabbi Dr. Tzvi Hirsch Weinrib, this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio exclusively around the world at NahumSiegel.com, the NahumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app.